Welcome to the Brilliantly Resilient Podcast. What's your train wreck? Everyone has one. The question is, are you going to live there or are you just visiting? Let's check in with Mary Fran and Kristen to learn how to come through not broken, but brilliant. Hey everyone, before we dive into this week's episode, we have a resource that we wanted to tell you about. Transform every week of yours with our brilliance bit that will deliver right to your email inbox. Sign up for it at brilliantlyresilient.net and keep living brilliantly resilient. Hey, everybody, it's happy birthday day for us here at Brilliantly Resilient. Can you believe it is our third birthday? Our third birthday birthday and actually it's it's pretty suitable because i think i think today we're acting like three-year-olds <laughs> as we were in the green room in a production meeting for this episode <laughs> we were ah we were acting like three-year-olds anyway this is kristen smedley here with mary fran von tempo who has been sitting next to me on my zoom screen for three years you guys <laughs> three years <laughs> split screen here on zoom and the only reason that the both of us are still alive is that we are in separate locations and it's a split screen you know let's just call it what it is i'm telling you i was thinking about i was thinking about this well you know in in true fashion nothing has changed really in three years in terms of how we prepare for episodes (laughs) we get the idea and then we're like let's do it tomorrow okay <laughs> that's kind of how we well that's how we we roll in a lot of ways but we are we are a little more um scheduled and organized now we have things way out in advance but we tend to forget about them if it's too far in advance but when we said the other day that we were going to do this i was like man it's been on my mind a lot like how do we jam into 25 minutes all the things for three years but i still just can't believe three years i know it's 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 madness, first of all, because when we started this this whole thing, the, the literal, our launch event date was March 7th, which was exactly one week, exactly before the world shut down. March 7th of 2020, one week before the entire world shut down. And because this was, in, in your famous words with your file, our world tour that we were going to do with speaking and everything with Brilliantly Resilient, everything we had to put the brakes on virtually like literally everything that we we two of us ended up on a zoom meeting like what the heck do we do now so we kind of scrambled and just threw something together and I guess my point is the fact that we've sustained it and it's grown and it's turned into this kind of amazing movement that we said was to help other people but really was to help us oh it was so totally to raise me into my fifties and beyond, because the stuff that I've, I'm telling you that that was, that was the thing that was really on my mind this morning that I had this, I had this wonderful sentiment and I was like, I'm laying in bed. I thought I should really type this to myself. Cause I'm going to forget how this goes. But because of these three years, especially this past year, as the world reopened and then we were trying to adapt and try new things and all that, and then things weren't working and then they were working. You know, we had started this in the very beginning with our buddy, Chip Baker, that had said in the very beginning in those first hundred episodes that we did in a row, I forget what number he was. And he said, grow through your go through. And I actually now 
I don't look at the the things that come at me now because of this whole process and everybody we've met and that we are constantly talking about these elements of being brilliant and resilient. I really, when something happens, I immediate, immediately look for where's my growth going to be. Then I start to go into problem solving and how I'm going to fix everything. But I am always open now to go into it with where, how am I going to grow with this sucker punch? And that was so <laughs> not me three years ago. Well, and I, and I think to your point, it, it wasn't anybody in the world because for the first time in certainly any of our lifetimes, anybody who's on the planet at the moment, nobody went through anything like that before, nobody. So, and I mean, <clears throat> obviously strife, trials, problems in the world and everything, but nothing on, on a, quite literally global level. So I think everybody, everybody was just, you know, smacked in the head with this, but you've noticed the difference between people who haven't been able to move through it and those who have. And I think a lot of it is due to that attitude. Like when everything's taken away, the beauty of it is, and this is one of our pillars, you get to go back to your really basic values, figure out what's super important, and then make decisions based on that. But if you mm -hmm. also look at it the way you said, as a way to to grow and go, oh my gosh, this is another train wreck, but what have I learned and what am I going to learn and what can I put into place? It suddenly gives you a process for managing stuff. And we didn't have that at the beginning. No, God, no. And when you think about it, all the people that we've interviewed, I was looking on our, on our, um, when I was putting the brilliance bit out the other day, when you sent me that whole thing that you wrote up about, about it, I, um, I happened to look to see, oh, cause I put it in my, my personal newsletter to my list. And I have a button at the bottom of every weekly thing that says what the episode number is and the title. And it was like 153. And I'm thinking, and that's not even all the people we've interviewed because we couldn't, we're still, you know, trying to fit everybody in. I'm like, all those people, one of the biggest things this has done for me in talking to all those people, when I'm out doing the other work that I do in the world, or I'm having like conversations, I was at a winery with friends the other day. I'm constantly talking about, oh, well, I met this person, you know, and they did. And the people are always like, how did you meet them? I'm like, on our show, duh, <laughs> on our big yeah. show. But I'm always referring to, and I learn something every stinking interview that I take into into something else. Like it's just, it's just been, it, it's wild how much I have learned in these three years. And you know, what strikes me about that? <clears throat> Pardon me. We, we interview people, we choose the people that we interview and they come to us because we kind of share a mindset that called that sort of brilliantly resilient mindset, but everybody has their own take on that. And even though we kind of have, we have that mindset every, every week, somebody says something in a way that resonates in a different way. Like you, you just, you just go, Oh my gosh, like that's yet another way to think about this mindset that we are trying to build that you can really practically input into everything that you do. And that's, you know, to me, that's been the greatest thing. And I know I say this a lot when we speak to people, like everybody says, Oh, you have to change your mindset, but nobody tells you how to do that. And that's what we've been able to do for ourselves. And I think for a lot of other people by listening to all these other people who have graciously joined us and shared like their brilliantly resilient lens. 
Yeah. And that's what I, I guess that that's the life changing thing that's happened for me in three years. I literally, I mean, we say it in our presentations, but I literally look at life through a brilliantly resilient lens now, as opposed to that filter of victim or the filter of why does this happen all the time or the filter of anger or filter of gratitude. Like I was, I was always in a different, I didn't know how I was going to show up. And now I at least always show up with that lens and and start figuring things out from there. And um, it's, it's just, it's just, I, I will say this too, building this company First we were first we were the what the events right and then we became a show and now literally building this company we have gone through this these pillars of brilliantly resilient I mean how many times in in, in the past year alone with trying something I got to tell you Mary friend I was thinking about this yesterday this is a little bit of an aside but the part in our presentations because you guys you guys that are listening I forgot we have listeners it's not just me and Mary Fran talking on Zoom <laughs> But you guys, Again, we, have it's been, all about us. <laughs> we have been doing so many presentations and tweaking for these different groups and everything. But there's this one story that is always in there. And that is the sandcastle with your granddaughter, Emma, right? It was Emma. Mm -hmm. When she says, you know, she tries this thing on the beach and then she goes, well, that didn't work when it didn't work and moved right on to, I can't tell you how many times I have her little face in my mind when I'm like, do I even try this. Like I'm trying to send this the other day. I was trying to send this email to like somebody that's really smart and influential. And I'm like, and I'm like, just send, just be you do it. Don't operate in fear, operate in how this is going to be. It is this big thing to serve this person's community. And I'm like, I started cracking up thinking of Emma going, well, that didn't work. I'll try that something. So I figured if it doesn't work, I'll try something else. But those are the things I go to constantly yeah. in the stuff I have to do every day. Yeah. And I really like that. What you just said, it's, it's an idea of don't operate in fear, operate in growth. Don't, you know, don't oh. operate in that fear because even if you screw up, somebody will tell you, so you'll still have an opportunity to, to learn something. And, you know, as we've gone through this, I, I obviously I have grandchildren around me all the time, but you do look at things through their eyes and you see that, Kids don't look at failure as failure. They look at it as a learning opportunity. And that's one of the things that we have really tried to get back. Like we all come at, at life from that perspective when we're kids until we start to associate failure with shame. Yes. And that's when it turns on us. That's when we forget that, oh, this is just a way to continue to learn, to get better at something. That's when it makes us afraid to try things. So if you can flip that, like you said, and go, well, that didn't work. What can I try next? Then you're, you're operating from that growth mindset as opposed to that fear mindset. Yeah. And, and the other element in, in the, it's like bookends with, I've got Emma in my mind of just try it, you know, just so what if it doesn't work? And then that whole not being married to the outcome like that, those bookends, I'm looking and thinking about all the stuff in the past year that I've dealt with. And I got to tell you, well, ladies and gentlemen, three years later, Kristen is still not in a serious relationship that is wonderful and heading anywhere. Wonderful. No, I'm just kidding. But in the whole dating thing, I, I have had a whole different perspective this year on that coming from a mindset of, Hey, 
what can I, how can I grow? What can I, I'll enjoy this person for a little while. If it doesn't work out, okay, where was, where was my role in that? And what can I, you know, grow from this? It's like this whole other Kristen is walking around the planet. <laughs> We're still trying to figure out her hair because she's got well water and had some issues with the hair, but that's a whole nother thing. <laughs> my hair, my hair never changes as you no. tell me all the time. Although I always get a haircut and come home and say to Kristen, what do you think about my hair? She's like, oh, it looks great. Three years. <laughs> I'm looking at the same hair. I mean, <laughs> there is consistency in our lives and it's my hair. That's it. That's the only thing that's, <laughs> that's consistent. It. Everything else. Everything else. And, you know, actually to that point, to your point of trying things and seeing where they go and all that, we always talk about working your brilliance. But what I don't want people to take from that is only working this one or two or whatever things that you think you're really good at, because you have transferable skills within everything that you do that you can take to new things. And you just never know if something's going to click with you. I mean, we didn't know what the heck we were doing at the beginning of all of this, but we did have certain skills that we could bring to a new experience. So it's not a matter of like finding one or two things that you're good at. It's a matter of figuring out what your brilliant skill set is and then taking that to everything and just seeing what happens. So it is yeah. a matter of continuing to be engaged and continuing to try things and continuing to learn, but recognizing where kind of your, you know, your sweet spots of your skill set are and go, oh, I'm really good at this. I can put that into this. And then yeah. you find other people to help you when you suck at stuff. Like that's what <laughs> I write. You know, I, I write everything like I'm writing a, a book. We just had this conversation yesterday. Yeah, I think. yeah two days. No, yesterday. And I write everything like I'm writing a book. So I'm explaining and explaining. And I show something to Kristen yesterday. And she's like, well, you can get rid of all of this <laughs> because she has a social media mindset and I don't really have that. So our two skill sets though have been complementary, And that's another thing yeah. we talk about with the tribe. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even from, from show episodes to, being on stage, even in meetings when we're when we're negotiating with the people that are hiring us, our that's the cool thing about being together for three years too is that I know exactly where to lean on your skills of I mean Mary Fran is so keeping people focused, staying on task, you know, and making sure that the stuff that we want to get out of it, we get out of it. You know, even in the presentations, making sure that you know every slide is in row and who's doing what, so that we can. We can take off the plane and land the plane because otherwise if you're with just me, <laughs> you might start in the desert and end up on a roller coaster and then you're all over the place, right? And then I'm interjecting like a story or something, but it's just, I can tell every, in every situation that we're in, our skill set comes in and, and both of us, and then it's a, this whole interesting balancing and it all, it all works now. Was that the easiest thing in the world to figure out? No, it was just from doing it over. I think the best thing, okay, the best thing that ever happened is not the, the shutdowns, but because of the lockdowns, we did those hundred shows in a row when we first started. It was like crash course in working together and figuring this out. Plus, oh yeah, let's add some more people in the Zoom room and we're going to manage this. <laughs> but we did. You know what? I think that was another thing that we learned from this too, though, that um, that transparency, 
and that kind of authenticity and just saying to people, hey, we're figuring this out and here's what we got. And, and just kind of focusing on what the message was supposed to be. And then eventually all of the other stuff kind of worked itself out. But to your point of we haven't changed much, we also know that we're, you know, we're not production experts and we yeah. kind of don't care. <laughs> <laughs> we kind of don't care because we have our little backdrops. We we are very interested in what our, our guests are saying. So we're very much engaged. And that to me is what's important. So the other yeah. stuff, you know, if 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 I was gonna say sassy, but sassy never barks. If Daisy's barking in the background occasionally at your house, <laughs> who cares? <laughs> That's life, folks. And it's but it's very, it's very genuine. And I think that that comes across. Oh yeah, I think so too. And I think that's why the show has grown. And um, I mean, people stop me around town and stuff. Oh my God, they'll tell me about the the favorite episode or they were walking and listening to this person that was on our show. It's it's even, oh my gosh, <laughs> district attorney. We were at an event together. I'm emceeing, he was a speaker. I introduce him. It's this ginormous ballroom of people. And he says, have you seen her? Have you listened to the show? Brilliantly resilient. It's amazing. And I was like, what? <laughs> I know. I had the same, the same experience with him. We were at an event and I'm thinking, this guy's not going to remember me. He comes right over. I know you. And I was like, oh. <laughs> but again, it speaks to the, both of us kind of had a mission when we started this because, you know, your background, Michael and Mitchell are blind. My background, David was addicted to substance abuse, heroin, all sorts of awful stuff for a number of years. And we both kind of realized that we had a process that got us through that. And that was really why we started this whole thing. Because when you and I, as different as we are, realized that despite the different details of our circumstances and our sucker punches had a common process, we were both like, Oh, we have we have to tell people about this. Like you can't sit on that obligation. To me, it's a responsibility. And you feel the same way, I know. When you figure something that big out, you, you have to tell people. It's just like God. In fact, let's be serious. God put us together for that reason because there's no other reason in the world that we should be together. No. No. It is funny. I mean, it's funny to see how this all came about. And I really don't see it as any coincidence. Yeah. That we launched at the time of the pandemic and lockdown when the world needed this message the most. And we had to take that step in faith, full of, of a heck of a lot of fear about how this was going to go. Are people really going to resonate with this? Is this really, I mean, this helped us. Is it really going to help other people? And then hearing from all these people that it helps. And I think the most, this is what I love the most. So now we batch all the recordings on one day, like we'll have a whole month of guests on one day. And we just, and it's, it's, it sounds exhausting. And by the end of the day it is, but it's my, it's like my favorite day of the month because it is, it is one person after the other. They, every guest now, every single time they land on a point that is part of our pillars that they don't even know. They don't even know because we give them that brief little reset rise of really ruins. And we're going to ask you this. And they all say something that is in our process. And I'm like, man, it just solidifies it every first Tuesday when we're recording. And when I listen to them back and when we're doing different things, it's it's it really is um, 
I don't find it any coincidence at all that this all started right before the world needed it the most and continues to need it. And we've evolved as the world is needing it in different ways. Our whole messaging has evolved to now I'm just, oh my God, how about the other day when we were building one of the PowerPoints and I'm like, I freaking love this. (laughs) Now it is so good. Yeah, it is. And, and that, that has been a part of it too. We talk about not being married to outcomes and being willing to evolve as situations evolve and, you know, see what the new facts are as you're, as you're dealing with things and as situations evolve. And we always say this, we're our own best case study because we had to do exactly that. We had Mm -hmm. to evolve and change as things were, were evolving and changing in the world. But we also really clarified the messaging, not only based on what we were feeling, but on what we were getting back from people mm-hmm. and, and in, in what they needed. And that was, that's been, I think, a tremendous opportunity to really hear where people are coming from. And we're hearing a lot of the same things, you know, that people need help with. One of the most striking comments that we got as a testimonial was a woman, and I, I'm not sure which conference she was from, but she said, we are all tired and mm. we needed to be reminded of everything you said. So thank you. And I thought, oh my gosh, that's the way the world feels right now. Yeah. You know, like yeah. that one woman put into that one, that one phrase, that one, those few couple of sentences, kind of what the world was feeling. And, you know, we felt it too. Like, it's not always easy to, to be pumped and we're not always pumped. I mean, we're, <laughs> we've both had days where we're like, oh, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> But again, it's it's a matter of riding the wave and evolving with the situation. And so let's let's talk to this for a second for for folks that are listening. And we we want to actually be incredibly real. It has not been that oh we decided to be brilliant and resilient. And we are so freaking happy all the time, and everything works out. I mean, we when I say we've lived this process as we're building this company, when I mean we have you would well we would think. This applies to everyone. Everyone loves it, right? Duh. Everyone comes back and says, there have been people that go, mm-hmm. yeah, I didn't, that wasn't for me. And we had to really sit with that and go through the brilliantly resilient processing. We cannot be all things to all people. Nobody can. We have to figure out who it is that we are here to help. The funny thing is after that, we were like, damn, you know, we're trying to, we're trying to recover from that, that. And, and then we're like, well, wait a minute, let's really fine tune. Who are we talking to? Who do we, who really matters to us right now? And when we fine tune that, all of a sudden, a couple months later, it's starting to grow out to all these other people. And we're like, wait a minute, we were fine tuned on this, this person, this situation. And then it, it, then it really started to resonate out as opposed to trying to have everybody in the room become brilliantly resilient. Like sometimes it's just not going to land. And we had to work through that process. And I think I was thinking about this too. I don't know that I would have been laughing about this a couple months ago, but I can laugh about it now. When we had huge bumps between with us growing this company this summer. And, and my issue was I was not, you know, Mary Fran pointed out to me, I was not communicating. I was not communicating things that were going on and as a partner, being able to still move forward. That's like the gist of it, right? And who has the big communication slide and tells a whole story about it in the presentation? 
<laughs> me. And then I forget what presentation. Oh, after the the people said that they, you know, it didn't land or something with someone. And and I'm and I'm looking at, at you, Mary Fran, when we were sitting on the Zoom call, and I could not stop smiling. And I go, Mary Fran, you're married to the outcome, and that's your slide in the presentation. That's exactly that, and that is exactly right. And that's exactly what I was going to say to you. So I, you know, when I get something in my head, it's like full steam ahead. This is happening. You know, we're doing it. And it was like, because, well, there's, there's another project in the works where I'm working on another book and you were like, wait a minute, we got to put the brakes on this. And I'm like, no, I want to get it. <laughs> it's just like, you know, you, everybody brings their own mindset to these things. But when you, when you're willing to not be married to outcomes when you're when you're also willing to look at yourself and go like you've said you said about your relationship stuff okay what's my part in this like i do yeah. recognize that i can be very singularly minded i mean the good part of that is that's how i get stuff done the bad part of that is anybody who's not on board the train get off cuz i'm leaving you at the top <laughs> and you know so you have to you have to be willing to look at your own way of working, way of getting through things and, and see where you need to tweak things. I mean, that's a lifelong process, but it's one that has been brought home to both of us. And I mean, I dare say, I think we're both the better for it, you know, just in terms of, in terms of not only communicating with each other, but I know I've carried that to how I communicate with other people in my life too. Yeah. But, but I I think, um, and my, my point in bringing it up was, was two things that, that, People need to realize that this building this company and having this partnership, we've gone through the ups, downs, all arounds, inside out, and trying to figure out it's exactly what what is happening in life, right? It's it's we're coming through. But the I I know, and I know we both agree on this, that at the heart of it, the reason it keeps moving forward and it is having such an impact, even though we have been trying as business people and, and very different personalities to figure it out. Is because it's it's the same as that, that our pillar in in reset those core values we have we have solid similar core values that we came together on agreed on and built this on and without them without the, those values of respect and and um, both of us with faith and and a few other things I I don't I don't know that we would have gone through the growing pains and had them be growth things. They would have stayed pains. And I don't know that we would have grown or even still been here. I think you're exactly right. And I think, you know, that's always been one of our key, key pieces to finding that reset. Cause when you get hit with a sucker punch, you, you lose a lot of things. You lose your identity, you lose your place in the world. You lose a lot of those things when it's a big sucker punch, but the upside is it does allow you to come back to figure out what those values are. And I mean, you and I have known from the beginning that we're wildly different, but we also knew that the reason we were attracted to each other to work together was because of those values. And we knew that they were rock solid. So everybody in our in our towns who knows us is always like, you two are working together? We're like, yeah, it actually works out really, really well. But nobody can believe it because we're so very, very different. But it is that those basic values that, as you said, allow those, you know, some really tough challenges to become growth experiences and, and to allow us to really listen to one another, to understand that, you know, this is, this is going to sound a little hokey, but this is kind of bigger than us and our, our, you know, like, you know, my hurt feelings or whatever that you might get in when you're having an argument or a discussion with somebody 
But when you get back to this is what's really important to us, we always land in the same place. Yeah. And that's and that's what makes this work. We land in the same place. Yeah. Yeah. So for those of you listening to figure that we just laugh and smile all the time and this has grown and it's exactly where we wanted it to be right now. (laughs) 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 It's getting there, though. It is. It is. uh, Gaining momentum and and we have I I I look back on these three years I'm so proud of where we started and how we started and and how great it was, and all the growth, and 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 I hope that you agree too, Mary Fran. As a as a business person, you know we have grown as business people, negotiating contracts and 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 having boundaries with with when we're doing stuff or, and agree, we don't agree to the whole, giving people the whole entire world and staying in, in cities for seven days and whatever they need. Like we have our, I just think that as business people, we have really grown. And as humans, we've, we've grown exponentially. Yeah. I mean, I can certainly agree to the business part of it because I had next to none of that experience when we started out. I think you had a little more because of your nonprofit and you you had some contact and contexts in that world. And I really didn't. I mean, I had I had smaller things that I was doing, but to be able to create this and see how it's growing and to have people coming to us now and saying, we need this. We need this mm-hmm. in our, our corporation. We need this in our organization. We need this for our student group. We're doing some work, a lot of really cool things with student groups now. Um, it's been incredibly gratifying, as you said, on both sides of that, just as just as a human. It, it makes us feel good because we are servants at heart. Yeah. yeah. And that's been huge. But the 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 part that got to grow in the world as a business person, that's been really exciting for me because I never had that before. Yeah, it is exciting. And, and, you know, I know that both of us love being on stage we love the energy we love being out there with the big audiences but i and and there's times where when we're reflecting on we got to trim down we have to just focus on a few things and it's like you know what do we do with the podcast but this this is where we've gotten all the tools that we're using and we always come back to this show has to keep going because this is this is the fuel it's just so funny because i never would have said that three years ago we couldn't yeah. wait to be back out on the stages. And I figured, all right, then the show is going to go away because this is just in the meantime. And now I'm like, whoa, this has been the catalyst of growth of all of this. So this, so that's, I'm I'm doing that in a long roundabout way to, to thank everybody that listens to this because it has grown. Oh my gosh. When we watch the chartable ranks every week, it's like, oh my gosh, how far and wide this thing is going. Um it's it's wonderful to have to have the listeners that we have and and people are sharing it, which is unbelievable that that makes and the sharing is simply because they have a friend that they go, I think you need to listen to this is going to help you right now. And then all that sharing and we're, and then here it is the big catalyst for our growth in all facets of this company and us as people. It's just been a win, win, win. Yeah, I, I would have to agree. I mean, the ups and the downs have been equally important. Um, as as teaching us to look through the brilliantly resilient lens ourselves to grow along with this process that we you know we started because of our personal experiences but has come to mean so much more and again to your point you can't thank people enough for not only listening to this but sharing it and and seeing the value that we thought was in there 
the fact that people are recognizing that and saying that it it's it's very um not only gratifying but it's motivating because you just want to keep helping people with this i mean i you you and i both talk about service as being a way to share your brilliance and it really has been for us yeah. and this whole concept of being brilliantly resilient is at its heart something of service for us so thank you thank you thank you to everybody who's been listening and sharing and paying attention to us and our ramblings. <laughs> well, on that note, I, I was going to say, I'll wish you a happy third anniversary, but I'm going to say birthday because I can't tell you how many times I've said, well, my partner, Mary Fran, I'm like my business partner, Mary Fran, she is happily married to Dave. <laughs> She's my business partner. <laughs> it is our birthday. I say my partner, Kristen, and people look at me, I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> no, like, it is, is our birthday 40 some years no not with Kristen <laughs> it is not our anniversary <laughs> it is our birthday <laughs> thank, thank you for spending... we're sticking to it <laughs> <laughs> thank you for three fun years and thank you to all of our listeners that have been here for three years and those of you that have been here for three days three weeks three months or a full three years we love we literally Love all of you because you keep giving us this reason to be of services is what we love to do and to keep living brilliantly resilient. Happy birthday, friend. Partner. Happy birthday. Whatever I'm supposed to call you, I don't know, but happy birthday. <laughs> See y'all. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to the Brilliantly Resilient Podcast. Join our Facebook group and follow us on YouTube to be inspired with tools to reset, rise, and reveal your brilliance.